and we're live. Welcome back to Conversations With, Season 2, Beat the Boss, Episode 6, Week 5 Challenges Update. So this week, as per normal, we will give our updates. At the same time, we're going to give our Week 6 goals and we'll follow into our topic of the week, which is uh, the government and, and their advice on exercise, nutrition, um, and some of the topics that have come out in the news recently. Then we're going to have a bit of fun with urban dictionary phrases. And this week we are uh, restricted on the challenges that are on the podcast. So there is only five of us. Uh, we're missing uh, Paul, Fiona, Hannah. And, um, who else is missing? And Jack. Oh, and Jack. And, um, Chris. And, and, Lauren. And, uh, <laughs> so, so, so you can tell that we're uh, we're all quite prepared. There seems to be a um, a bit of tiredness in, a, in the uh, podcast tonight. We've just had a pre-podcast uh, chat. And you can tell that I'm struggling to use my words. So we're going to jump straight in to speak with Sam. Who's going to give us your update? Um, I did kind of all right this week. I very nearly almost pulled all my calories back. I was a hundred and something over for the week. So that's, I kind of pulled it back because to say I started the week at like a thousand over. Um, but I only lost two centimeters in total. Um, and I know why. I know why. Um, I proper was not on it with my steps um so because i have pcos i have to go quite low on my calories i was saying this to the girls the other day um if i looked at my like what my calories should be i should be on about two and a half thousand but instead i am on 1800 so the easiest way for me to create then a bigger deficit is to increase my activity because if I drop my calories even lower than that, I'll just be hangry all the time and just unbearable. So for me, it, I've got to be on it with my steps. So I was doing, before the gyms opened, I was doing about fifteen to 20,000 a day. And I knew as soon as gyms were going to open, I didn't want to, but I knew as soon as they were going to open that I would start neglecting my walks and prioritising the gym. Um, but way, way, way before gyms closed, my progress when I, I was working out, um, while I was still at uni and not really walking all that much, but still going to the gym, compared to then when I started increasing my steps was like a huge difference. So I know for me, as soon as I start dropping my steps, that's when my progress slows down quite a bit. Um, so I knew where I'd gone wrong. I say gone wrong, I still lost two centimetres, that's good. Um, but uh, for next week, I want to aim back for 100,000 steps minimum for the week um, because I think I only did like 80-something thousand steps last week. So for me, that's quite low. Um, and one of my sub-goals for the challenge was to do a million steps as well. So I did that purposely to keep me accountable with my steps. Um, so I need to get back up and get into my usual habit of walking every day because I've completely lost it by going to the gym. So, And we all know that you don't burn as much calories in the gym as what you do going on a walk. So, it, Well, two centimetres is a loss, right? So, yep. And um, 
build back the cows um, and only be like 20 odd over a day. Um, that's brilliant. So, um, and it sounds like you've reflected on it as well, I think, which is. Yeah, yeah. To go again. Okay, fantastic. Nikki? Um, so, um, measurements and weighing all, all good last week. Uh, still dropping centimetres, still dropping weight, which is good. Um, I had a bit of a blowout sort of over the weekend. I don't know if blowout's too far. I um, had a brilliant day catching up with friends Thursday and Friday. Friday went a little bit over because of alcohol, um, but knew I would and was absolutely fine with it. Um, and then working on the house over the weekend, I, I was closer to maintenance than to a deficit, but I sort of in my head went, I'm hungry, I'm, eat, I'm eating and moving a hell of a lot more, so I'm just going to sort of let myself do it. Um, and yeah, no, all's fine. Not, I think I was at about 800 over the week last week, but again, it's closer to maintenance. So I'm not too concerned. I needed food. It was that. <laughs> but yeah, no, still working on goals, still working on pull-ups and feeling stronger sort of week by week. Um, yeah, all going. All still going. Yeah. How did your pull-ups going? Still, still in the same place in that I'm still with the band. Um, and then where the pull-up bar is, I can stand up and hold it. So it's not much use. I just kind of have to jump up and then lower myself down. I'm trying to just focus on the lowering myself down with control rather than just flailing. Um, so there's definitely more control there. Um, but yeah, not quite at the stage I can pull myself up fully yet, but got lots of arm workouts in my program. Um, and I can feel myself getting stronger. I'm just not quite there yet, but definitely huge improvement when I started five six weeks ago so yeah it's getting there it will get there <laughs> eventually so Stuart I know that you're doing pull-ups as part of your um your ward as part of Sin Cindy are you doing Cindy Murph. Murph. you're doing your Murph. Murph. Sydney yeah um so how's how's your pull-ups going how's your Murph being walks well yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been active. My Murph, um, I decided to purchase the £20 weighted vest. Um, that's a game changer. Um, it destroyed me. I think I got, I did both runs and I got halfway through the sets and, yeah, then I was done completely. And that was in 44 minutes. So, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of, training to do to get even pull it back to what time I was doing without the weighted vest but down to without the weighted vest um I don't know where I had it um 37. I can't remember it might have been in no, I don't think it was in the 30s it might have been in the 40s two seconds I've got it somewhere be right back <laughs> And he's off. So um, well, maybe while while he's disappeared, I mean he's back. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It yeah. wasn't that low. I, I think I got it down to fifty minutes. Still very so flexible. Fifty's brilliant. Still. Yeah. But that was without the weighted vest. So with the weighted vest, halfway through was forty-four minutes. Oh, oh you were only halfway oh. through at forty-four. Yeah, I only did half the set. So I did. I, I wanted to make sure that I did the run either side anyway, but I could only manage, um, what is it? Yeah, whatever, 
after searches. So, yeah. But it's a different, um, I mean, I presume Shannon tried white dressed before at CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. It's different. It's mental, isn't it? it that's one yeah. and a half stone on your body on top of what you're doing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. When, when you say 20 pounds or 10 kilograms, you don't even think that it's one and a half stone. You that's think it's lighter crazy. than that, but it's one and a half stone. But yeah. Yeah. So apart from that, nutrition's been good. Um, I'm really enjoying being on, um, what am I on? Not on calorie deficit. Maintenance. maintenance Surplus. Calories, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maintenance calories, really enjoying it. I'm knackered. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's just giving me, well, I'll say it gives me more energy, but I seem to be using all that energy up before podcast but I'm, I'm trying the thing is i'm trying to get to sleep about nine o'clock at night now because i'm up at i'm on early this week so i'm up at four o'clock in the morning to walk kaiser and then my day starts then wow yeah and, and with days that i get up early definitely you know, you've got to go to bed early it's difficult when there's like still light outside and i've got a face mask it's worked wonders for me Blackout completely. <laughs> I'm asleep within about 30 seconds. That's brilliant. I've never... Nice. So, goals for the week ahead? Um, so, on Saturday, I'm going to attempt the Murph again with the weighted vest. I want to finish it and give myself a time to beat for the next week. So, we'll see. But I'm going to have Friday off completely from anything, and I'm just going to carb up and eat loads of food, give me loads of energy, and hopefully I'll be able to smash it out on Saturday. Game on. Good luck. Okay. Um, Shannon? This week has been pretty prep for me. I've done an Instagram post about it on Saturday. I've done all my thrusters and everything. I'm actually ahead on my thrusters at the minute, but like, Nutrition-wise and stuff, I've just been awful. And I looked at my photos and I feel like looking at them, I'm like nearly back to where I was at the start of Boomtowns. So I just hit the reset button on my nutrition. I went back into a calorie deficit. Um, so I'm just going to track everything that I go on ahead, taking it one day at a time, making sure I get my steps in. Because like Sam had said, whenever I've went back to CrossFit, I've now neglected my steps. So I'm aiming for 8k a day to start off with because that, that's still doable. And then I'm going to CrossFit at least four or five sessions a week. So hopefully that'll get me back on track and a calorie deficit and then just track all my food. Um, alcohol? <laughs> I only done my one night out this week, but I like, went into a bit of Sunday. <laughs> Um, this weekend, I'm not. I'm gonna try and not go out because next next weekend, I ha the following weekend, I have a christening, and then Rhiannon comes over for four days. So I'm pretty sure there'll be a few drinks then. I'm I'm gonna just put it out there and challenge you. No booze till the christening, even if you go out. No booze. Okay, that's a, it's only the fifteenth. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> to last you anyway. 
Santay. <laughs> so, well, good good luck, and uh, I'm sure that you'll uh, I'm sure you'll do it. Um, and it sounds like actually looking back at your pictures is probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and just reminding yourself, you know, that what you are working on is for those gains again. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'll um I'll give my update and then I'm gonna give uh, a couple of the absentees updates. So we were speaking last week about the people like the week four is when people start to feel like pulling out of a challenge. And I've never had that feeling, but I was pretty close to being at that place. Um uh, I've I've reset from that and I guess the one thing that kept me in was I can't host a podcast about a challenge <laughs> I'm not in the challenge so um, I just kind of had to reflect about you know, why that was um, I've been working pretty solidly for the last couple of weeks and some long hours um, trying to build a website and do stuff that I'm not very good at launch a business and you know, that's from coming from being in a place where I was on furlough and suddenly everything ramped up and everything went out the window. Healthy eating, keeping a clean house, you know, it was just routine became soaked into being in front of a laptop screen. And I then was speaking to Pav um, and I was saying that I'd, what we'd come out with on Monday was actually I was going to try to reset my challenge goal and go again with aiming for a total calories um, over August and got myself pulled into a challenge with a bit of accountability against PAV. So for anybody who knows football, you never want to have to go and sit in the um, away end or the home end, depends where you are, being a supporter of the other team. Um, so PAV supports Leeds, I support Aston Villa and depending on if you if we're allowed back to the football or not then if he wins the challenge i will have to go and sit in the home end at leeds um and if i win the challenge he'll have to come and sit in the home end at villa so um that kind of means that neither of us want to lose but so this started on saturday and pav was on it straight away should never expect anything less no. <laughs> the opposite. So I logged all my calories to the best of my ability for Saturday. And I was intending to do it and it just went wrong because I just I didn't want to do it. Once I really didn't want to do it. I was spaced out all weekend. So on Saturday I smashed eight thousand calories. Um which is impressive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of calories. Um myself and a friend went to our tapas restaurant our, our tapas restaurant but and you can buy three dishes for that um 11 quid and our record is 18 dishes between us um, but we were we only had imagine it now on the eat out scheme i was just gonna say imagine how cheap it'd be now but at least you tracked it all though so yeah so i tracked it all and um knew exactly where i, was. I had to track it i would you know powerful I didn't track it. And I wouldn't forgive myself either. So I tracked it all. Sunday was better. Um, you know, I did put it back 
<laughs> well, pulled it back. It's going to take about a month to pull it back. But I feel like I had my blowout and I finally had an end. Um, yeah, and hmm. you know, I've got another person challenging me as well on weight loss, but the two should come hand in hand. So, yeah, I've been back on it today and um, I've just got to focus in on it. So, as right for you know, people talking about steps, those things, I am right back to the basics. Um, and anybody who's watching will have just noticed that Stuart has, has changed his background on the screen from Comparable Life um, to Boris Johnson, which is it's quite. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where I am, Boris. Um, <laughs> I've, I've reset myself, and it's it's game on. And you know, if those people who I'm in a challenge against are listening I'm fucking coming for you motherfuckers <laughs> sometimes that's what you need though is to have somebody else to challenge you within the challenge because that's what I sort of done last time was set myself another challenge within the challenge yeah. and it really helped the original challenge goals are, are out the window you know I'm, I'm focusing on this you know but you know I want you to win but if you lose I'm going to come to the Leeds United game with you <laughs> just remember everybody hates leads no <laughs> because when you, when you type that into google if you type in everyone hates leads is the first hit so i'm just <laughs> not man united uh, no not man united so oh. Yeah, but you know that's that's by the by. I've probably got myself a few less followers. Say <laughs> <laughs> the Portsmouth search engine; it comes up with Southampton straight away. Yes, oh, I'm going to say it will. Oh be. yeah, there's massive hatred. Um, yeah, hatred's almost an understatement. It's that ridiculous. It's you can't mention Southampton in Portsmouth without someone pouncing you. It's it's the same, I guess. You know, Bristol City to Rovers. Aston Villa to Birmingham City. When I lived in nah, Sheffield nah. on a derby day with Wednesday against United, you could I you could not go into town. There was police everywhere, and all the pubs. If you're wearing like the, the opposite, yeah, the mm. opposite shirt, they don't let you in. Oh yeah. So it's imagine ridiculous. that, but all year round is Portsmouth Southampton. That's <laughs> yeah, how angry it is. No, it seriously wow. is. But, but funny enough, it is it. Today's age group don't actually understand where the hatred comes from, but it came from um, the Southampton dockyard workers going through the um, oh, basically that the Portsmouth dockyard workers were on strike, and the Southampton dockyard workers walked through the picket line, a uh, picket line, and started work, and it all stemmed from there. Oh, that's that's quite serious. Oh, but yeah, literally, you, you can go into Southampton and wear a Portsmouth shirt and you'll be fine. But if you wore a Southampton shirt in Portsmouth, it wouldn't happen. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, well, we're missing Chris tonight. Um, and he would probably be able to give us an update on self I'll buy it for him. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, another, another level again. Um, if it's anybody... much like in, that in Belfast as well. And so, yeah, because you know, it's... You know, of religious origin, so let's maybe not yeah. end up down down that road. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't realise we were going to get onto a um, 
I feel like <laughs> this was not in our topics of discussion. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> move on. Quick, go. Same for the podcast as the phrase is known. Um, so moving on to, to um, Chris then, and he's um, messaged his update. He is on holiday in sunny Devon. So he's was started a week earlier, and it all comes to light now, and maybe why he did it, because he'd actually planned for his holiday. So he planned to have a break, yeah. but he never mentioned that at the start. It was just like, oh, he's getting himself ready. So, you know. Could he have planned for a holiday, though, when we were still in lockdown? I was stopped. Start of the challenge. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was tactics. <laughs> um, so he's now in line with everyone else. I'm definitely in line with everybody else because I fucked up the first five weeks. So and I was ahead. So um, he's still managing his fifteen thousand steps a day, and he's got just under six hundred thousand left for his main goal. Um, nice. He's focused this week is on good times with the family, camping, and using his bands—that's his resistance bands—to hold in his belly. He's, he definitely doesn't have a belly to worry about, really. He's, um, he's doing all right, I think. <laughs> um, and he said, have a good one and say hi to everybody. Well, I'll, I'll try to say hi to everybody, but there's not everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> um, and we for Paul. Um, so he's been in surplus or what is defined as fat bastard cows. <laughs> he's back to deadlifts and squats at the gym and not lost any strength during lockdown if anything he's feeling stronger so that's good um, my mother is a fucking pain in the ass. apparently <laughs> <laughs> his mother you mean not yours <laughs> yeah sorry not my, yeah. my mother <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah definitely not <laughs> Paul's mother I, yeah. I don't know her but <coughs> And um, he's he's praying that he's not got coronavirus. So uh, I know that Stuart knows what that's like to wait for the result. Um, yeah. And I spoke to Graham on the la- on the last series one podcast that we did, and he had it. And um, so yeah, there are some more stories coming out about it now. So fingers crossed, Paul does not have it. Um, but. You know, knowing Paul, I'm sure he's waited for results before. (laughs) 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 Um, Lovely little dig. (laughs) (laughs) Then we've got Lauren's update. So Lauren sent us this by voice note on the run in um, the USA. So when I say (laughs) on the run, that might... um, (laughs) Might be relevant to a story that she's been sharing with us about a dating story with a cop. Um, but she, she was on the move, is what I should say. <laughs> so, so she's seen the scale moving, finally. Um, hey. Which is which brilliant news. I think she was sounding very confident when, when she'd left her message. She's read two be- books a week for the full challenge. Um, and next week's goal is to keep seeing the scales moving. Um, she doesn't want to plateau. That's a real focus of hers. And she's going to up her protein. And she's had a non-scale victory of buying some new clothes. So, well done. Well done, Lauren. Very nice. 
And that is our update. Uh, I've just glanced at my piece of paper and I've had a bit of a reminder of the uh, Urban Dictionary, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, is still to come. But for now, the, the um, deep and meaningful subject of the government. So I'm going to I'm going to hand over to Boris first of all to uh give us his thoughts. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um uh my views on it. Um oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's There's that much to say. Oh, I, I think you don't know where to start. Uh, yeah, I was discussing. I don't know if any of you follow um, Mr. Sport on Instagram, but he's a, he's kind of a he's a nutritionist. Um, he's similar, similar. There's quite a few that are similar to James now, but he's been around the same time-ish. But he's very into he, he's a nutritionist for a lot of um, fighters like MMA, MMA fighters, etc. Um, and I was talking to him about it the other day, and I really think that they need to just it needs to be crucial in schools um i said to him i remember having food tech classes and i think i had three classes where i learned how to make fairy cakes that's not that's not teaching me the ways of how to cook healthy or or look at nutrition or look at calories and i think kids should be cooking to or learning to cook for themselves those needs all the way all the way through school it, it, it should be mm. part of um i'm pretty sure that hardly any of us has used algebra since fucking school um unless you're an accountant but yeah i, I thought nicky might <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously i i, I reckon 80 percent of the people haven't i know for a fact i haven't needed to um I think it just needs to start from the school. Are we too late to push it with a sudden let's fight obesity? No, we're not too late, but we're a nation that's already proved over the years that we're quite fucking lazy. <laughs> um, some of them don't want to go to work as it is. Um, how are you going to get them to fucking walk 5,000 steps? Um, and then... You do all this, I'm going to fight obesity, I'm going to get people to walk more, and then you bring out um, discounted fucking takeaway food. You're just fucking joking. It's just retards. Oh, I shouldn't say that word. That's wrong. But yeah, that's what I think of Boris at the moment. But then I, on the other hand, say that it's not just the children that should be taught because a child can be taught everything and go home and they're fed a pizza for dinner and chips. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. And, like, they can get their pizza out of Asda or Tesco's or whatever. It's, like, a pound or two for, like, a good fella's pizza. And you're talking for, like, pears and apples is maybe two pound a packet. Like, I know a packet of strawberries is, like, two pound, two fifty. Like, your healthier food, yeah. snacking foods is more expensive. So a mixture of that would be the, the healthy food needs to come down, doesn't it? Realistically, we all know that. We've all said that to years that you can go in you can pick mm. up two for one pizza um that feeds you for two or three days maybe two, one day maybe but Real, mate. that will be the same that will be the same cost as a bag of apples won't it so mm, yeah. you're gonna go if you've got a family of four you're gonna go for the pizza that's two for one 
and That's not it. pick the apple. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult now as well. as well. It's class, yeah. isn't it? It's becomes it's it's parents that can't afford every fruit and vegetable under the sun, but as the treat for their kids because they can't afford a holiday. And, they want to treat their kids or anything. Yeah, it's well, McDonald's is cheap and it keeping kids happy. That's I know it health and, and te- mental health goes hand in hand. You know, it's little things like that. There's a lot of it's not just as easy as let's make everything, you know, let's it's, it's let's convenience kids, it? and Definitely. the and the and time as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like a lot of people now are having to work more because the cost of living's gone up. So then yeah. they don't have the time to um necessarily make healthier choices like cooking their own food. Mm. Um but a lot of it just comes down to the knowledge and understanding because you know, uh, at one point, like ready ma- ready meals were like demonized, like weren't they to be like really unhealthy? Absolutely, yeah. Um, which really, you know, that could then put somebody off ready meals, thinking they're unhealthy, um, and you know, still, you know, think they're making healthier choices, but they're still going over um, yeah. what would be like a calorie deficit or whatever. Um, and they wouldn't know because we've been fed so much misinformation from the media and the government before and then every, nobody really has a clear it's not the every average Joe blog anyway like we all do but not very many people have the understanding of yeah. what a calorie deficit is and how to actually lose weight because we've been given so much misinformation previously now mm. it's um I, you know, it's it's hard for, for people to know what's right and what's wrong, really. But I think it has got to be... I'm just going to jump in because I tried three times. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not very good at this. Is, um, but my mum, my um, before she passed, was working in um, at the education sector, but with um, lower... Um, Lord privilege, that's the wrong word. Less fortunate. um, fortunate. Lower demographic um, Mm. and um, areas where a lot of these situations tend to happen, but there's also the rich that you get unhealthy. Um, And she worked with basic skills like writing a shopping list, learning to budget, how could they get the most out of their 70 a week or um and she was able to show and you know because we always grew up as a family how you could cook substantial healthy meals using cheap um cheaper ingredients things like lentils to bulk out your meals you know um frozen and tin and stuff like that i guess yeah yeah and if you go to lots of supermarkets if you go to marks and spencers before they close at eight o'clock at night you can get discounted food um, 10 and 20p from Marks and Spencers whenever it's closing like it's crazy yeah, you I used to work I used to work at Morrison's and I used to be the person doing the reductions and everything but I worked in the fresh cream cake bit this was when I was at school um I was like 16 but I would honestly sometimes have to break up fights between people fighting over reduced cream cakes <laughs> no word of a lie and that that to me just sums up what a bunch of greedy bastards we are like as a nation like <laughs> It's not great, is it? Fighting over reduced cream cakes. <laughs> but I think that that's where it has to start is, you know, my opinion is with education. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. and I've been doing loads of reading with my nieces and nephews. Um, and I had a bit of a thought, and I'm probably about to give away a business idea here, but it's not, not a business idea. But 
Right, why do kids not get taught how many calories they should have? And I know oh. that they See, that's sort that of the point I was going to give. So, like, as a, as, a di as a diabetic, we're taught from a young age, you know, how many carbs is in... Like, I can go to my granny's and I can say, well, her potatoes will need 10 grams of carbohydrates. So then you can work out the calories. And then in my mum's, the potatoes is 15 grams of carbohydrates. And it's all... Like as a diabetic, you work this all out in your head for years upon years, and then you're taken on courses and you learn about carbs and calories and all nutritional value, and they do it for adults and refresh you and everything like that there. So I feel like if the government was to do this course for everyone, then it would be a lot more beneficial because there's so many diabetics now and type two diabetics, and it's just something that'd be really good for everyone. I Do you think, think that, that, that could bring on eating disorders? That's Just what I was, was going to yeah. say. I went to it's a slippery slope. the yeah. of eating disorders you saw throughout the year, throughout your form class, it was ridiculous. I think there's an education that's absolutely the way forward. Start with little kids, you know, it's protein, it's vegetables, it's carbs, you know. You do you're very simple groups, but key thing is this, this and this. But as you get older, yes, teach more because you start to learn the science and lots more, but... There's a there's a tricky balance. I don't know where it is, and it's triggering for it, if people are of certain, especially in all girls' school, everyone is bitchy and under the pressure to be this, you know, whatever we're going to call that that person. It's yeah, slippery slope is exactly it. It can it can just bash, and there you go, eating disorder all over the place, and everyone egging each other on because that's the, the you see within the course that having a deficit, you educate with this is what you need every day. So you're you're not saying that you you're undercut. You're saying you you've given your know, choices. So their their target and their goals that you educate is you get to twelve hundred calories a day. You know, mm. you've got to get there. Um, you know, I don't disagree. You see, even if they taught like younger children and like primary school about portion sizes, because I think that's a lot to do yeah. with it as well. Instead of you need to eat this amount of calories a day you only need a handful of chips and a handful of rice yeah. and then this amount of chicken and veg or mince and veg or whatever it is instead yeah. of your plate needs to be piled up. Yeah. Um, yeah but I was just thinking you know, if you're educated, see the child goes home to the bad, the bad environment. If they're taught that that pizza that they're having is 700 calories and they know that they only needed 2000, they're already knowing that what's on their food from home isn't the right stuff and and children can educate adults in the same, mm. the same but kids way. aren't in as much control as to what they can eat because they're going to get their meals at school provided by school lunch ladies or whatever yeah. and then they're going to go home and their parents are going to cook their dinner so to an extent you can educate children as much as you like but then you know they're not in until they get to a certain age they're not in as much control of what they eat so it's well, difficult know, then but, being in in control it's just i think if they were saying yeah but mom this is too much yeah you know, and and just you know it might just make mom go oh yeah actually but um, if we well, started educating kids now it would then become a generational kid thing so then when their kids mm -hmm. when they have kids like you know it, it, it's got to start somewhere yeah. so you know if people are being educated now then it's great but um there will be for some people it's probably like you know 
good not too late but for teaching kids now they're going to have their parents influence with them but then if if they pick it up for when they're older then when they are in a position to look after themselves then they're going to find it a bit easier because they're going to have that knowledge um we said about too late so i as soon as i heard that i was going to say but was it too late for us yeah it's never too late but no that's it so all of us have been able to come in and make a fix you know i i was uh, holding my knife (laughs) 36 so i was 35 before i lost eight stone Mm. but i've been able to make a change so what it's harder when you get older though isn't it and you're working and stuff it's easier if like yeah, no, but, so it's not too late to try and make no. change within the yeah. government or you know it's it, it just isn't we've got a res- i think we've got a responsibility mm. to our children and our children's children to make a change and make an educational change and you know my my idea with the education wasn't maybe around calories but like a young mm. kid that sat there with thomas the tank engine right Henry needs more food than Thomas because he's a bigger fucking engine, right? So, you know, that, That's quite a good analogy. <laughs> you know, so does yeah. yeah, and I don't have kids, so I, I can't, you know, be you know. Yeah, Stuart here. Yeah, uh, well, that's what I'm going to say because I think now I'll transfer my knowledge to Jasper. Um, and like you, you perfectly right in fact saying that we've learned at this age of how to count our calories or not necessarily count our calories mindfully eat or whatever and i think we're that stepping stone in the generation that we can start pushing it a bit more um i mean there's twenty thousand people in that facebook group that's a lot of people that's almost spreading the word of james smith to the the nation um i think it's turning but i think there's better ways to push it out there. I mean, the government should just sign everyone up to the James Smith Academy, the, <laughs> yeah. the membership, to be fair. And they, they say, it's here you go, there's the, free, <laughs> there's the free trial. I think James, uh, Jamie Alderson turned around and said, buy everyone a Fitbit. Tell them that they get, when they get 10,000 steps, they get free cinema tickets or something like that. There's plenty of ideas being thrown out there. I'm way to help my steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a, a, a PE class at school could be right. We're going for a walk. There's to be ten thousand steps. Have you got your watches on? You know, off we pop. You know, a kid to do ten ten thousand steps is going to take them out about a week. But it's, they don't need to do ten thousand. A kid needs to do you know maybe five thousand or. Um, yeah, I think PE is an interesting one. I was a lazy git as a kid, happily, but lazy git, um, and. I was at so an all-girls school that was a sports specialist school, not purposefully chosen to go to a sports specialist school, I should say, but sports specialist. So there was PE three, four, five fucking times a week. Doesn't make you want to do PE anymore. There were people that went there for the fucking sports, of course. But um, there's there was one year there was a year nine before you start your GCSEs, um, you could select whether you wanted to do GCSE PE a year early and get a head start and do it. Of a year of night of two hundred, there were twenty five that chose not to, and that year of PE was the best fucking year because we could enjoy it and it wasn't being tested. And that was that's when you start to let. Well, for I think 
for a lot of us started to learn to enjoy exercise and it didn't have to be this horribly competitive i'm really fucking competitive but it doesn't have to be this be all and end all you have to do your 1500 you have to enjoy every sport you have to have to have to have to have to it was nice to have the pressure off and to go ah this tennis just pissing around with your friends is much more enjoyable i'd choose to go and do that rather than be made to run during cross country whatever you know i love i loved pe in school like where i'm from it's Mm. a small village um and there's a walk that you can do around the town it's called we call it the foot of the rock Mm. um and it's i think it's about three and a half kilometers but we the odd time would walk it as a pe lesson there was other times where we would play like hide and go seek around the school (laughs) And we would be like hiding in trees and things to get there. So I loved PE and then I was really active as a child. Like I done Irish dancing, camogie, handball, mm. football. Like I was never in the house. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and then and then I had been a teenager and it was just like, no. Yeah. I think that there's the thing about for kids or whatever movement, that the thing that you've got to tackle is screen time. And especially games consoles. So sorry, Sam. Sam, uh, <laughs> in developing world, you know, it, there needs to be some control over that because kids aren't leaving the house at all because they've got this attachment to this life on screen. But then I can say, my dad's uh, the company owner of where I work, and he could sit at his desk. 12 hours a day but he still makes sure that he gets his 10,000 steps in you know an hour an hour and a half and you're going to have those steps and get up mm. the extra bit earlier in the morning get them in but no but that but kids aren't doing that like your, your dad's an educated adult who knows and yeah, but... do those things <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's it's taking your kids for a walk our parents used to take us for walks every week at least once a weekend and that was it yes we sit in front of the screens but they made sure we go for and yes there's lots of different kids and that's that's privilege in itself having somewhere to go and walk don't get me wrong but yeah i think screen time is a problem but then there's stuff like pokemon go which is brilliant which is walking outside that was great when that started yeah. how many people did that get walking and you know the stuff like the nintendo Wii that started and it's movement yes it's crap compared to the actual exercise but it's it's something and it's encouraging movement i think for kids or how i felt it's you we were forced to do a lot of different shit and it's not until you found something that you liked yeah and it was yours punished if you didn't like any of the stuff that See, was on offer. TikTok right and now I think is really good because it's teaching Dancing, children to dance. Things. Yeah, yeah. hand eye coordination. But that's it. Salsa. I've start, I started dancing three years ago. I absolutely love it. It's not um it's not exercise me. It is my God I sweat a lot and my God it hurts the days after. But I don't know strictly come dancing so I well know what it's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> It's finding that something that you love and it doesn't feel like exercise. And I think as kids, you kind of can start doing that when you're really little and you're out playing with your friends. And then as you grow older, you become a teenager almost and you know, no, I don't want to do anything. See, but it's finding I- that something to continue. I think that's something that I kind of or was forced out of me a little bit school-wise. But I don't know. I was quite an active kid, though, to be fair. Like, mm. my parents didn't drive, so we had mm. to walk everywhere. I was walking to school every day. Yeah. Um, I would get in from school. This was obviously, you know, like I'm 28 this year. So it was different when I was a kid, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But 
Um, I would be out playing football. I would ride my bike everywhere. And I was really active. And I actually wasn't really massively glued to my PlayStation or my TV like kids probably are now. And like I am now, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but you can't out-train a bad diet. Obviously, your activity yeah, level helps. But like for me, I was always a chubby kid and then just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But I was always overweight as a kid, even though I was really active. Um, But again, like I mentioned at the beginning, um, I think I was about 14. Like when I went, started going to the doctors um, and had to have tests and done. And that's when they said that I'd got PCOS. But even then, like going to see a GP... And like they all said, oh, to help your PCOS, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. And I'd been told that for like four or five years, um, having all these tests done. And not one doctor said to me, this is how you lose weight. I got put on medication for it, like fat blocker tablets. I got sent to like an NHS equivalent of Slimming World. Um, and they didn't mention calorie deficit. It was pretty much like Slimming World, but it was free and on the NHS. Um, I also, oh, my GP also said to me, you might just have a slower metabolism, which of course now I know is true because of what PCOS, how it affects your BMR. But um, he said, you might just need to be one of those people who only ever eat salads. So I thought then that sounds pretty miserable. So I'm not going to do it. So I didn't know how to lose the weight. Like, And I must have seen four or five different specialists as well. And not one of them ever said to me, calorie deficit and it still blows my mind now because if I'd have known that that it was like this easy back then like if I'd have known then what I know now like it could be so different but I and that it frustrates the shit out of me that I had gone to so many doctors who yeah they're not fully trained nutritionists but they could have referred me to a nutritionist if you know if it was something they didn't know about I get the NHS is very stretched but when they're saying this is you need to lose weight because x y and z not one of them ever explained to me how they i just got given tablets and fucking leaflets and all this crap so it was really frustrating and i just think that's why then you know education is is really important because you can't do it if you don't know how to manage your calories and whatever it is yeah it was it that was so frustrating uh, though. I'm gonna add to that. Have, a light. Okay. You have you got a light you can put on? I've got a light, <laughs> but it's blue lights. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just sat in the dark. <laughs> I have been seeing a dietitian for twenty plus years with my diabetes. And on my BMI chart, which is a pile of shit, I'm classified as overweight because I'm so short. I'm like, I'm not heavy. And I know I'm not heavy, but I was classified as overweight and they've never once to this day told me that I need a calorie deficit, like ever, to try and lose weight. Sure. Like, it's crazy. Stuart, are you all right? Yeah, good night. <laughs> I just wondered if you were still there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've got my back because I've got a few mosquitoes. <laughs> um, so, like, maybe maybe we could feel one of our questions that came in from um, from Goldie, um, or just a gold digger. Um, she said, you know, what do we think about nutrition advice on food packets? So, example, calories per 100 grams. 
I think it's uh, now knowing what we what not what now knowing what I know. I think it's useful comparing hundred grams to hundred grams. I get that, but previous to this knowledge, it made tough of a difference because you can guesstimate what hundred grams is and it's nowhere near. So I, I think having it needs to be actual for a start. But then also, if you don't have the knowledge, you can't compare what that calories is in the grand scheme of things in your whole day and your whole week, and it doesn't really matter. You kind of know. For me, it was kind of good foods, bad foods, ish, rather than calories and what's in it. The calories, it's just a number. It doesn't. It had no relation to anything else. I didn't sit and compare because it didn't have the knowledge. So I think it's good, but almost is it benefiting the people that care more than the people that don't? It's not really pushing the people that don't know to go and look. Does that make sense? I think it might help people make like the government was saying they're going to put Mm. it in restaurants. I think it might make make people think twice. Like I remember going to Frankie and Benny's um and looking at the guy was going to have a salad and there was actually more calories in the salad than a pizza so i think it might make make people think twice about Mm. what what they might then order but then if somebody's not really asked because the thing is as well though is some people don't actually want to lose weight some people are quite happy just being overweight so uh, for some people they won't care anyway obviously it'll help people who actually are a bit more health conscious um like because i start tracking my calories um and i'm like asking my mum like oh like what what's this what what have you cooked with this this and this um so she's quite mindful of it now even though she doesn't track so she'll always look then now when she's shopping and go for a healthier option so even though she's not tracking she's a bit more aware of it now um and making better choices so i don't think you it helps to have the context to be tracking your calories obviously Mm. um but I think just seeing a number there and knowing to go for a smaller number is obviously a better choice. So I think that'll help a little bit, but I don't think it's necessarily a game changer um, if you don't have the information. Uh, Stuart's I'll quickly jump in. That's what we need yeah, to- I'll raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to what uh, Goldie's question referenced the 100 grams over calories, I fully believe that if it should be the packet it should say how many calories are in that packet oh yeah absolutely um, because uh, like nikki touched on you you're only, you're going to pick up say a bag's 350 grams and it says 100 grams is 176 calories you're not going to guess how many 100 calories are uh, you're not going to guess how many crisps are 100 grams you're just going to dip your hand in and go mm, yeah these are nice i'll just keep going it should be just like mm. the three, so the 350 grams is this amount of calories. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Um, I've made the mistake before. I've, I've picked up something, quick look at it. Oh, that's only 196. Smash the packet. And then I've looked at it and it's gone. Oh, it's 200 grams. I did that oh, with Ben and Jerry's. It. You know, their oh. low calorie tubs say the calories per half a tub. And I thought it was the whole tub, devoured the whole tub. And it wasn't. It was double the calories that I thought it was. It's easy to do. And that's that's Mm. from people that are are looking into the calories and all that kind of thing. So it just needs to be clear. Like like the ice cream tubs now, the lower calorie ones, say on the front in massive uh, wording, 360 calories in this ice cream. Yeah. Perfect. They can do the red light. They can do like the red light and green light on all the things, but they don't have the like amount of calories you know like for the amount of salt and sugar in that but mm. they don't have it for calories whereas 
if they maybe put the amount of calories on that packet and done something for the, the, for the whole thing. Nutrition information, yeah. you get all the other stuff, and, but it should be per packet. But I think you're right with the ice cream tubs where it's a, like a, a big round circle that says 391 calories or whatever it is. If that was on every food packet, every menu you know, across the land, it was said this, you would start to get people wondering more about calories at least a bit more, and then they might go and seek it out. Mm. Um, but yeah, with, with food packaging, it needs to be uniformed, one standard, and clear lettering. It would make track, track it's and It's picking up, though. I've noticed a lot more um, mm. walking down the aisles in Aldi that the food packets, like packets of crisps, are saying on there 91 calories or something. So the football... Uh, football where did the football come from the food industry <laughs> or or the people making these things are real i think they're realizing that people are starting to look at calories more and there's a fucking mosquito Got it. <laughs> you see that yeah <laughs> um fucker um and i think they're starting to realize that more people are reading calories and they are cropping up they are i think they are starting to work towards it yeah, I, I was going to add for the likes of it's not related to the question, but for the people that don't count calories as much, the government or supermarkets could put a, um, a certain amount of products that you could buy whenever lockdown started because everyone was buying shit like crazy. If they could put like that on like bad foods or whatever, then that might help tackle the obesity in adults as well. <laughs> I don't know. Like when you can't buy more than two packets of paracetamol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you do is walk back but, around and buy them again. <laughs> see, yeah. like this is the thing though is I oh, used to work. Um, I used to work in a in a betting shop, right? And we were always told to like monitor how much people were spending. And I always used to say, like, I'm not being funny. That's none of my business because people spend within their means, right? For some people, ten pounds a lot. For some people hundred pounds a dip in the ocean do you know what I mean so it's everybody's different and that's the problem with calories as well is like Shannon was saying about good foods and bad foods but obviously for some people what's bad for some mm. people might not be as bad for somebody else or whatever at the same time um but like you know you don't walk into McDonald's and somebody says somebody nobody's there checking you know or were you sure this fits in your calories, you fat twat? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so but then at the minute they have a twenty-five pound spend limit. Like, why I, that's can't... nothing to do with the thing, though, is it? That's just because they're on a limited um, menu and limited stuff. Because I know, but that's gonna like I have been to McDonald's though, before and easily spent forty pound at McDonald's, like between me and one other person, oh. like easily. Yeah. So you know, if they set that limit, then that's going to limit the amount of foods that you're going to be able to eat. But then big families, a big group of friends. I don't know. I don't. I can't see that working. And big food shops. If you're shopping for big parties or big kids parties or whatever, I don't know. I like. I, I know what you mean. But I, I can't see how it could work. But I don't know. In terms of rules, whatever the rules are, people are going to break rules. Yeah. Mm. I think at, at its core is education. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the it's at the end of the day. Um, you have to put the it's your you are your body is your responsibility nobody else's you know i can't blame mcdonald's for me being a fat twat it's my fault it's not mcdonald's fault and this is the thing about them saying 
um stopping offers on chocolate bars and this that and the other like if i want a chocolate bar i will still i'll go and get i'll still go and get two chocolate bars if i want two chocolate bars you know it's the onus has got to be on on the person you can't um keep blaming everybody else because that's just not going to get you anywhere you've got to teach people how to do it so then they can make the right decisions you can't force force feed people pardon the pun but yeah it's put all the rules in place so it just become an underground like you know like people meeting up on street corners to go buy a couple of chocolate. Oh, I hope. Facebook Marketplace, flat <laughs> selling things. What have you got, mate? I'll have that. I'll have half an arrow. What bag of arrow bowl? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Mike, uh, Red and Nutrition, um, said it should be left to the experts and the qualified people, not the job public. But I think that comes in is actually there is qualified people out there not giving the advice like we said about the doctors. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they not taught nutrition qualified. though. No. They're not taught nutrition. There's a big, there's a big oh, thing. they're not taught nutrition. I, I, no, I do know yeah. it, how many years ago there's a big thing about doctors not actually, they're all maybe only touching on nutrition in their whole degree. Granted, they cover everything you know as much as they can in that seven they only touch on a lot of small things here and there it's like whenever i go to hospital anytime it's like you're told by the doctor told by my own nurse like look after your own diabetes don't do what they tell you to do and it's like they only touch on it they don't know if they know somebody if you go to the doctor and are seeking help to lose weight surely they should then be able to refer you to somebody absolutely like they they might not know themselves but they should they could say yeah. you know in um, your case sam yeah definitely they should have yeah. said here's this you need yeah. to see this kind of person might even uh, have the right contact either but say you need to see someone that deals with this it's not my area special specialty there you go mm. that will sort you out kind of thing that's what an yeah annual, we should have an annual health check like we do for an mlt for a car where you have to go and get your stamp to say you've had your health check and get your education <laughs> um, okay i like that yeah so I, mean, my, I only took that from my granddad and he used to say i've been to the doctors for my annual mlt and it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it is a challenge. And I think you know, probably to, to summarize what we've spoken, that's only we've got any other points. Because um, we are trying to keep the timing down. Um, that, you know, and that is, that is a huge subject that we could speak about for, for hours in a day. Um, mm. You know, I think education, whether it's for children, adults, you know, knowledge is the starter. And I think we can all agree with that because that's where it started for us. You know, it was somebody educating us and giving us the knowledge to be able to go on. And, you know, did we say last week that we're all influencers? We've all got that responsibility. Um, you know, and, and if we're not doing the right things um, and educating people around us, our friends, our family, and it's difficult, right? Because if I speak to my dad, and I'm like, let dad write a case. Can you just stop doing what you think is right? And, you know, saying, oh, well, I'll just go back to my 5-2 diet because that worked for me 10 years ago. And I'm saying, no, dad, just track your calories. Please just track them for a week and you'll see where you are. You Because know, he spends three or four weeks not understand why he's put the stone back on and then he tries to take it off. Some people just aren't willing to listen um, or, or hear it. 
because they think they've got an answer or they I've just realized I'm doing the um the Nikki pose. The Nikki Nikki's <laughs> pose. Guns on show. Kira got caught in the Nikki pose last Gun week. show. But um yeah, so but yeah, it sometimes <laughs> not willing to hear it or listen and, and you know, but if you get a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, will they start to hear it a bit more? So mm. bad, if you're listening. <laughs> fucking deficit. <laughs> Been over this several times. You know, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but that—that's—I'll quickly jump in there. That's like my mum. She's she's slimming well, but she's got her head switched on. She knows. She knows about calories, but she just prefers slimming world. And I won't stop her doing it. We've discussed it, and she can keep her weight down to what she wants just from doing slimming world. I think. A lot of people in the age group above us just don't like change. They will never <laughs> change. If they think something is right, they're adamant. That Think during the coronavirus, old people were still going out because they were like, nah, it won't affect me. I'm going out. Go, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear about it like... If there's raging fires in Australia, there was always that old couple that were like, no, I'm not moving from my home. I've lived here for 60 years. That fire can do one. They're just, yeah. I think they're in that different era of, no, I've but been through ways. too much shit for you to tell me what to do. Yeah, definitely. And they probably definitely said don't. that about the generation before them. That's yeah, totally. They probably say it about us. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was a, there was something that I wanted to quickly touch on. Reference, I think Nikki said it quite early on about mental health in the food. I think we were discussing the process, the microwave meals and that. And, mm. and it'd be interesting. I know mental health has only come alight really recently over the last, I'd say, 10 years, possibly lower, that people started looking at mental health a bit more. But it'd be interesting to go back to the statistics of when people did grow their own vegetables in the backyard and did like eat all that kind of stuff as the family staple meal every night, what the mental health was like compared to what the food we eat now. It'd be interesting just statistic wise mm. to see what it'd be like. Because I still have people say to me, oh, the muscle food microwave meal that you have is unhealthy. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not because... It's got vegetables in it. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's part of my healthy, balanced diet. But there's people out there that are adamant, that aren't educated, that, no, you're putting it in the microwave, so it's automatically bad for you. So, but it'd be interesting to see how the mental state is because it's either we're picking up on it now because we know more about it, or there is a certain cause from what we're pumping into our body that's bringing it out more. I think there is a direct correlation between mental health problems and obesity, but it's whether are people like more likely to be depressed because they're overweight and unhappy or are they um, more likely, is it because like they're comfort eating because they were depressed and that's how they got overweight? Is it like whether it's a cause and effect kind of thing? Like, mm. But the two, I think, definitely go hand in hand. I think it makes a massive difference because I know my mental health massively improved um, when I started getting back like into health and fitness and everything massively. 
and it works the other way it's it's the eating disorder i just saw so much of it and still have very uh, people quite very close to me that are very much in a very bad mindset with food and tracking calories and then 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 because they've been fed um, and then we're going back into social media um etc etc but yeah it's it's so it's so interlinked it's scary but yeah no definitely would be interesting if that day was available you know to go back and how different it was back then i think the um the older generation i'm talking about our grandparents age not mm. age there was more of a restriction of what was on your plates and more about prepping your own food and things because they came out of a wartime where there was limits. And the rations, yeah, exactly. There still rations into the 50s, I think, the 60s almost. Um, that when, you know, and they grew their own vegetables because, and they had to bulk out meals with less meat on the plate and more veg in, in, the, in the dish just to bulk it out. Um, you know, so I'd be even a big plated meal for a man that would be now you know mowing the the fields or, or then they were doing more physical work as well you know mm. jobs have changed they've been sitting in front of laptops and so you know the, the 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 education that we had from two generations ago was wasn't suitable to, to know because it's mm. the, the times are different so we've got to re-educate because the the environment's different mm-hmm. yeah massively Okay, that's that was a, a a meaty topic. Now we get well, now we get fun and entertaining. Uh, Can I go first? Dictionary <laughs> phrases. Um, Nikki is desperate to go first, so I'll maybe second. Of... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go well, first. Maybe last. <laughs> I'd like to go first because mine's really innocent in comparison to I know what's coming, but I thought it was so sweet. So. Mine, my, my find, and it actually was the word of the day on June the 29th. Um, it's a word that's <laughs> called smize, S-M-I-Z-E. A smi- to smize is smiling with your eyes. Oh, so that was quite sweet in comparison to what's to come. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare. the <laughs> worst. And, and speaking of come... Um, (laughs) (laughs) right so mine was charizardin you got more one (laughs) (laughs) i love this one because i love pokemon so it made me laugh even more sorry what was it charizarding how do you spell it like the pokemon hang on I'll yeah. Okay. Brilliant. So I can't say it. Boris is in the way. <laughs> it says <laughs> when you light a girl's pubes on fire, put it out with your jizz, then flap your arms and say you don't have enough badges to train me. <laughs> <laughs> That was badges, not badgers, correct? Yeah. <laughs> like, Pokemon badgers. Like, yeah. Bad- badgers. Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Childhood ruin. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, Shannon, have you found one? Because I've seen you've been looking at your phone. I have one. Um, Kentucky. Klondike bar. Yep. 
on it. Why do you know all of these? <laughs> She's like, like, yeah, looking through Urban Dictionary. <laughs> no. No, okay, oh. guys, well, that was my childhood. <laughs> on Urban Dictionary. The act Look. of freezing... <laughs> the act of freezing a bowel movement and sexually penetrating another with the frozen bowel movement. A shildo. So, 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 so Shannon didn't read the, the group chat because you've now got to apologise to Paul because that was... Holes. Oh, I haven't. I come straight from CrossFit and went to this, so I haven't looked yeah, at anything. It's a different name. <laughs> read, read Paul's yeah. out. Paul's has got a good Pl- name. Plagiarism. So Paul's is, is the Arctic Pipeline, which is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that went with mine. Hold on. They're also God. known as Shildos. Yeah. And a, and a Poodoo. And a Poodoo. Yeah, and a Poodoo. All of the same thing. It must be Poodoo. Okay. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Alistair, what's yours while Stuart still searches for one? <laughs> so Nikki's taken over as host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, mine is a rainbow party. Oh no, I, I've heard of this one. So rain, rainbow party is when um, women go to a party with several different colours of lipstick. Oh. Give men blowjobs, leaving the different coloured on lipstick on different men so that it creates a rainbow with where multiple women oh, the same like man. the fruit pastel lollipop. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so uh beautiful. That's what they look like. A fruit pastel ice lollies. If any, if any, uh, if any rainbow parties going on, then uh, <laughs> send them by a DM. <laughs> um, oh, beautiful. I, I did. The thought was relevant to the JSA, um, and it's probably you know, think to me we were talking about the older generation, and when we call somebody a Karen, or we say "fuck off, Karen," <laughs> um, you, you, there's many men who might believe they've got a Karen in law. Was... Oh, that's good. Love <laughs> <laughs> to see the Karen in law. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right. I found one. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dirty Thunderstorm. A dirty thunderstorm is a type of sexual act in which someone sharks after having their arsehole just in, preferably onto the partner's face. <laughs> Thank you. There you go, dirty thunderstorm, everyone. I have never tried that. I don't think. No. I'm going to give another one for this. This is for Lauren, but I, um, I just made. I just had it there in front of me. It was um uni coming which is wearing a dildo on your face and penetrating a woman that's brilliant <laughs> like the man with the dick on his arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah unicorn dildo, dildo wearing on the face I've just, I've just seen the one Shannon sent me as well <laughs> I was sending it to you so in case you couldn't find one <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so whenever we can, might as well drop this one in, and then we'll wrap it up. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, got you. You can't see. Uh, that, but, yeah. Panamanian petting zoo. When one forces one partner to pick the nuts and corn out of the bowel movement, the partner then presents the nuts and corn to it, to in a cup or a dish. One then tosses the nuts and corn onto the bed where the partner eats them like a goat or other typical petting zoo animals. Commonly... <laughs> oh, that leads into another one. I'm not going to go into that. Fuck about. <laughs> That goes into something about a koala, and I'm not ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> Brilliant. That's disgusting. Can we keep this picture? I like this. <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, we do. Uh, we do like this feature. This is way better than Space Facts. Um, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Just don't forget to rate it um, not child friendly. Can you upload it? Yeah. Um, so, um, if anybody's got any uh, ideas, or if you try any of these out over the week and you want to, then you know we're always opening for listeners' views. <laughs> There's any girl out there that wants to try my one. I'm happy to experiment. Oh, girl. <laughs> Just message me at um, Stuart Kurt underscore underscore. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get. Your... To I'm gonna set up some fake accounts just to add. <laughs> you're just gonna get nuts of seeds in the post. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was um when I was uh I read about New York and I was gonna ask Lauren about this about people have been receiving random black seeds in the post. Yeah, and they've been told not to grow them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, just, like, what the fuck are they? I presume that it's something that's an aggressive plant or something like that. I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't read much into it, but... Yeah, no, they, they don't know what it is. Um, but, yeah, they're... they I'd grow it. I'd plant it, wouldn't you? <laughs> just to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, I don't know. It's, um... I feel like I don't listen to the news, so... I'll probably I do, it in, two... I'll do it in 2021, because 2020's been destroyed enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, don't plant these till 2021, and then when that's near fucked again. It could be magic beans. It could be... Yeah, like... I've had magic beans, they didn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> they look like sunflower seeds. They look like burnt sunflower seeds. Okay. Right. But the, anyway, definitely of something of uh, well, they could be a poisonous plant or Venus flytrap, something that was going to put well, there's another urban dictionary phrase of Venus flytrap. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> we're not going to go in there. So, <laughs> if we go in there, you might not come back out. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> boom. <laughs> So, and on that note. <laughs> on that note. On that, um, on that bombshell. Um, so, thank you uh, to everybody who's listening. Hopefully, we will uh, have a few more people back next week. I think we've had another fun and entertaining episode. The next episode that will be probably be next Monday, and uh, as conversations with, we're working on getting the 
Bintangs and Bally winners together to do a, a four-way. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> to do a cast. <laughs> um, but we've got two people on one side of the world and two people on another with different time zones in between. So um, we're we're just trying to make that that happen. And uh, if you've not checked out, um, go and listen to G Max episode, um, which we published last week. And listen to every other one if you've not listened. Please like and share. Thank you very much. And we'll speak to you next week.